0: Well, good morning. I have another phrase. Uh-oh. I just, I know. Uh-oh. I love our team. They just do a grand job. That's my They do a good job, absolutely. I'm done. <laughs> it's funny, we were, uh... Karen says, uh, we'll let you all stand up real nice and slow. And, uh, and I was... We're down in Sunday school, and everybody's creaking around down there. And, and I was thinking about the other day, I, we're heading somewhere, so I ran out, and I used to be able to I'd run out, and I'd jump in the car. I mean, literally, we'd just boom, boom, jump in. The other day, I'm getting in the car. It's like, eugh, eugh, eugh. I get in there. And I told Brett, I said, when we were kids, you know, we used to, we used to try to do Bo and Luke Duke. We literally would roll the windows down, And try to run and jump through the window. Well, you know that never worked out too well. (laughs) Brett goes, Yeah, we could try that now. And I'm thinking, yeah, we probably couldn't probably couldn't jump that high. He goes, Jump? Heck, we couldn't fit through the window now. So I'm like, Isn't that true? There's no way. It's good to hear everybody laugh. Isn't it fun to laugh? You know, all the prayers and things that we talk about and that, that we hear, and uh, man, it can get pretty, pretty dark sometimes. But it's so good to laugh and to enjoy uh, the joy of the Lord and to enjoy being with, with one another. Uh, as a history buff, I, uh, sometimes I like to pick up little oddball pieces of history, and I would teach world history in school. And there's a country in Africa by the name of uh, Nam- Namibia. Now, I couldn't pronounce that. I probably pronounced it wrong. But uh, in uh, 1962, there was a mission-run boarding school in Namibia for girls. Okay, And uh, it's, it, there was this mysterious laughing fit, a laughing epidemic, that began in the school, and it went on and on and on. It started with three girls and spread throughout the school. It affected 95 of the 159 pupils. These are 12 through 18-year-old girls. Symptoms lasted from a few days to, in some cases, up to 16 days. These girls just were a uncontrollable laughing fit. The teaching staff was unaffected. Students, were, of course, they were unable to concentrate on their lessons. They couldn't, you know, because they were laughing so hard. Finally, the school closed down uh, briefly so people could, uh, you know, try to figure out what to do. This epidemic spread to a nearby village uh, where 217 young villagers caught on in here, into this laughing fit that went on for several days. And uh, people have tried to go back and figure out what caused this to happen. I mean, on and on and on, these people laughed. And, you know, for 18 months after it started, it continued periodically until finally it died off and, and people went back to being, being just normal. You know, the laughter reports were widely accompanied by descriptions of fainting. Respiratory problems, rashes, crying, flatulence—who <laughs> doesn't find that funny? I mean, I mean, but he laughed. You know, and all 14 schools were shut down, and over thousand people were finally um, affected. And they believe it had something to do with some sort of mass psychogenic illness. Today we call it a conversion disorder. There, something was going on. The, the stress manifests itself as laughter. And uh, just on and on and went. I wonder what that would be like. Sometimes in class, you'll get people who start laughing. They won't stop and go, like, you can be quiet over there. Exactly. And you had people start snickering, you know. I told you to be quiet. You snicker, snicker. And, and it just kind of catches it. Sometimes in church, when when I was a kid, we would we would sit in the back and, you know, we'd see people trying to stay awake. they would sit there and... <laughs> You know, and I just, we get a kick out of that, and we just laugh. There he goes, there he goes, there he goes. Yeah! (laughs) Bring his head back up. And you get that going, and you're like, what is going on? Laughter is something that's just contagious, I think. It gets into us, and we can't get it out of our heads sometimes, and we just laugh and and, and carry on, and it it, it can be a wonderful thing. Um, You know, who doesn't like a good laugh? Some of us are just naturally of good humor. Or at least they think they are. Anita, she's always telling riddles and stuff. (laughs) And she'll tell a riddle, and I'm like, oh. (laughs) 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 Usually followed by a groan. Everybody, oh. No, but it's a wonderful thing. Others are just sour pusses. You look at them, they're just... Wasn't that funny? hilarious you're like come on we had a teacher like that one time and the principal tried and tried to get this person to laugh or to smile and finally you know at the end of the year the teacher was like I'm having a terrific time you know that was about as you know much as she was going to show it's interesting, in the Bible, joy and laughter are not just about telling jokes. I mean, I love to tell jokes. Who doesn't like a good joke or to play tricks on others and they have tricks played on you? That's, what, that's fun. But there are two types of laughter found in the Bible. If you would, turn to Genesis chapter 21, and we want to talk about laughter today, joy. I went back and listened to my last two sermons, and I was like, holy cow, that's pretty got pretty dark there, must have been in a pretty bad mood last time I spoke, I don't know, so today we want to lighten it up a little bit, Genesis chapter 21, there's a great story about the birth of Isaac, back through the Bible, um, Abraham and, and his, uh, his wife Sarah, You know they were way up there in age. I don't know if I read it, but I'm thinking they were up in their 80s or 90s. I mean, so we're well beyond childbearing years here. Okay? And uh, starting in in, uh, verse 1, chapter 21, the Lord visited Sarah as he had said, and the Lord did to Sarah as he had promised. He made a promise to Sarah. Anybody remember what that was before we uh, give it away? She's going to have what? You're going to have a baby. Imagine yourself being you know, in your 90s, uh, you're going to have a baby, really, wow, next year, there you go, you know. <laughs> so uh, verse 2, and Sarah conceived and bore Abraham a son in his old age at the time of which God had spoken to him. Holy cow, Abraham called the name of his son who was born to him, whom Sarah bore him, Isaac. And Abraham circumcised his son Isaac when he was eight days old, as God had commanded him. Abraham was a hundred years old when his son Isaac was born to him. And Sarah said, God has made laughter for me. Everyone who hears will laugh over me, not laugh at me. Laugh over me. Laugh with me. Who would have ever thought a 90-year-old woman would conceive and then carry and have a son? Amazing. Not just amazing, but hilarious. And, and not like, ah, uh-huh, but this is un- unbelievable. You ever had anything happen to you that was just so unbelievable, you just start out Crack up? You start laughing? I can't believe this. This is unbelievable. Verse 7, and she said, Who would have said to Abraham that Sarah would nurse children? Yet yet I have borne him a son in my old age. Sarah's miracle was so remarkable that those who heard it also laughed with her. It's truly a beautiful thing to laugh and celebrate with your friends over their blessing. We kind of miss that sometimes. It's always about us. And I always try to remind the kids at school. It's not always, it's not about you. It's you know about others. But to celebrate and to laugh and to, and to, to love with others. It was God's divine pleasure to see Sarah experience his goodness with laughter. What a blessing for Sarah! What a blessing! Well, that's one type of laughter in the Bible. That kind of joy that, that can just strike when you, just when you're filled with, with love and celebration and happiness, and it just spills out as laughter. Another type is a very, very different. If we turn to Psalm, the Psalms, chapter two. And I'm sorry, I don't have, PowerPoints and stuff. I, I make millions of those for school and. get kind of fed up with technology sometimes. Anyways, uh, chapter 2, uh, Psalm 2, verses 1 through 4. Why do the nations rage and the people's plot in vain? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, Let us burst their bonds apart and cast away their cords from us. He who sits in the heavens laughs. The Lord holds them in derision. Holy cow, the Lord looks down on the earth and he sees the rulers of the world plotting to, to wipe out God and his people. God knows these efforts are futile. And what does he do? He sits back and laughs. Ha! always loved my grandpa. He never really laughed. He would just go, ha! Ha! And so I see God doing that sometimes. He sits back, ha, ah, you people crack me up. You don't know what you're doing down there. I, s- I don't know if this is true or not, but the, the guy who did the ark experience down in Cincinnati, you know, they, they built that life-size ark. Now he wants to do a like a life-size tower of Babel. And I'm thinking, that's probably not a good idea. <laughs> Why would you do that? <laughs> I don't think that's, that's not a good thing. You see, God, it turned into like, remember who Big Butter Jesus was? I keep thinking that's what will happen to the guy. Big Butter Jesus, if you don't know, if you're down 75, right there by that massive flea market, there was this Big Jesus statue. They said he looked like he was carved out of butter, so Big Butter Jesus. That was all good until lightning hit it and the thing burned to the ground. It was horrible. People laugh though. I mean, it was kind of ironic. You know, there's an old saying that says, you know, when we make plans, God laughs. I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do this. And God says, Yeah. You know, you don't have any you don't know what's gonna happen here. Let me, you know. It just God finds that very interesting. But it is interesting here in the Bible, another type of laughter. This laughter that appears, you know, when God looks down on this world and he sees the nonsense that's carried on, he sits back and laughs. Many times as Christians, we're under attack. Uh, We see this throughout the world. We've seen this all throughout history. Now, in our country, we we feel like we're under attack sometimes, but we're nowhere near uh, under uh, uh, attack as others are throughout the world. I mean, we're there in actual peril for their life. And yet, as these people try to destroy the church, destroy God, God sits back and laughs, mocks them. You people have no idea. As believers, we've won the victory through Christ. We sing about that sometimes. And when the Lord demonstrates his victory and his authority over this world, we can laugh. When your enemies plan evil against you, join the Lord in laughter. Laugh at me. I don't care. I'll sit back and laugh. My brother in law, Marty Hart, he's a, well, in high school, he was a wrestler and a real good wrestler. All the Harts were good wrestlers, including Neola. She's a good wrestler, too. She, in fact,. <laughs> When we were dating, her favorite thing was to walk up to me and then grab me and try to flip me. You know, that was her. I always thought, wow, this, this girl's really something. I don't I Flip me. But Marty, uh, I, I think one of the uh, nephews in the family was having trouble with something. And some kids tried to beat me up. Got any advice? And Marty said, yeah, uh, you just fall down on the ground and start laughing. Take all the fun out of it for him. The guy would be on top of me trying to hit me, and I'd just be laying there laughing. (laughs) And the guy would finally go away like, what's wrong with that guy? You know, Marty would just lay there, roll around laughing and laughing. Thought it was hilarious. I've seen middle school kids do this. I (laughs) think it's hilarious. Psalm 126 says, When the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, we were like those who dream. Then our mouth was filled with laughter, and our tongue with shouts of joy. Then they said among the nations, The Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us. We are glad. We are allowed to laugh, to experience real joy when we see the Lord Victorious. Now, as Christians, we have the victory through Jesus, through the Christ. His death, His resurrection was proof. Our faith in Him blots out all sin and allows us then to be in fellowship with Him through, in, into the presence of God the Father. The Bible says, you know, those who God holds in his hand, he'll never let go. Nothing, nothing can separate us from the love of Christ. That should bring real joy. No matter what happens, we have the victory. We have the victory. And in that we can find great joy. Psychologists and physicians both agree that... uh, You know, lots of uh, laughter can have dramatic effects upon the human body. Uh, For one, I just read an article and I got part of it here. Laughing can make us more productive at work. I don't know how many of you go to work and laugh a lot. Hopefully you do. I'm fortunate where I teach, I mean, I find what the kids do hilarious, so I'm usually laughing at them most of the time. But my friends and, and co-workers, I mean, we all laugh and have a great time together. But being inundated with bad news and working from home, some of us, we've worked alone through the, uh, through the pandemic. It's made it harder than ever for people to find time for laughter. But experts agree that it can really make a difference when it comes to Productivity. After a year of isolation from friends and family, as well as co-workers, uh, it's contributed to these feelings of of burnout, but uh, uh, workers at the University of Warwick, which is in the uh, United Kingdom, uh, found that laughter can trigger the activation of neurotransmitters, such as dopamine and serotonin. These are the little uh, hormones that... uh, boost your mood, okay? There's some evidence um, that uh, what it does is it fast-tracks networks in the brain to help us concentrate and to focus. Uh, It's like a productivity boost. Now, it's got to be genuine laughter. For a while there, they thought that the brain can't tell the difference between a real laugh and a fake laugh. So you had people, you know, fake laughing, trying to generate... You know, I don't know if you've ever tried to make yourself laugh. I'm not an actor; it's, it can be difficult. <laughs> uh, yeah. Kids at school laugh at me. They make fun of me. They say, "We can hear you. We know we're, you're a mile away." Why is that? Because of your laugh. I'm like, "What's wrong with my laugh?" Oh, come on! Your laugh is weird. It's goofy. I'm like, what do you mean? They're like, "Yeah." You go, "Yeah, yeah, 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 yeah." So I'm like, "Okay," but it's great. There's no doubt that, uh, you know, there is some evidence that laughter elevates our mood. We don't need a scientific study to, to know that. If you've ever had a bad situation and you find yourself suddenly laughing, what a beautiful thing it is. There was a, uh, when I was a kid, one of my favorite uh, actors was Bruce Willis. I don't know if you know Bruce Willis, you know Die Hard and... You know all these these goofy movies, and apparently he got he got injured, or he got some sickness or something. He ended up in the hospital. It was fairly serious. It was like an infection or something. And uh, rather than lay there and just sort of suffer, he had them bring in VCR tapes of Laurel and Hardy movies, old time stuff, nothing new, but some of the old stuff. And he said he would laugh so hard, he'd have tears coming down his, you know, and it managed the pain, it helped the pain go away, it kept his mood elevated, it it had medicinal effects. It actually helped him. Laughter can help us to heal. Um, God's word says that three things will occur when we lose our sense of humor. First of all, in Proverbs chapter 15. We're not too far from Proverbs. I'm sorry, I don't have a, he's up there, but Proverbs chapter 15. And we'll kind of be right around here the next uh, couple of uh, examples here. But Proverbs chapter 13, chapter 15, verse 13. A glad heart makes a cheerful face, but by sorrow of heart, The spirit is crushed. The first thing that can happen when we lose our sense of humor a broken spirit. A broken spirit. It's interesting. What goes on in the heart is often reflected on the face. You know, you you can tell when something's not quite right just by looking at somebody, by looking at their face. You know, we all know that life is pretty hard. It's not all fun and games. We can't laugh our way through every tragedy that that occurs. We're often filled with pain and sadness. I think we understand that sometimes it is God's will for us to go through pain. Sadness, I call it necessary pain. Sometimes there are days of that. We know that it's God's will for some of us to suffer. I don't know why. I know it was God's will for Jesus to be crucified. It was God's will for Paul to be beaten and jailed, ultimately beheaded. I know it was God's will for John to be exiled to Patmos Island. Sometimes pain, suffering, necessary pain is part of our life, part of the Christian life. But in those circumstances, the inner heart was never crushed. The spirit was not broken. That's what real joy is. Joy is being found in doing the will of God, trusting God, despite the the external things that happen. I believe that throughout their lives, all of these men had a sense of humor. There was an article I read. Did Jesus ever laugh? We know he cried. Jesus wept. But did he ever laugh? Is there any scripture that says that Jesus ever laughed? Actually, there's not. There's no direct scripture anywhere that says that Jesus laughed. But there, there is, um, as they say, circumstantial evidence that would demonstrate that, yeah, Jesus probably laughed, probably had a good time. Probably got a little wound up sometimes. Um, I love the story, of, you know, the, they were mad at him, the, 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 the disciples were, they're like, what are, you, what are your disciples, they're, they're having too good of a time here, they're rejoicing and all this, and Jesus says, look, the time for them to be sad is later, but right now, while I'm here, they're experiencing this joy, and I'm going to let them experience that, and it's a wonderful thing. The inner heart was not crushed. Their spirit was not broken. Part of that, I think, is because they kept that sense of humor, that that sense of of wonder that allows us to snicker when the world says, I gotcha! (laughs) No, you don't. No, you don't. Through Christ, I have the ultimate victory. You can't can't get me. Uh, Another thing that happens when we lose our sense of humor is a lack of inner healing. I think, uh, again, laughter is a way for us to to heal. It brings about a a sense of of healing, a sense of refreshment, uh, a sense of of getting rid of, of stress. Chapter 15, verse 15 here in Proverbs. All the days of the, e- of the afflicted are evil, but the cheerful of heart has a continual feast. We can continually be renewed when we keep that sense of humor, when we keep that sense of joy that the Lord gives us. We have the victory through Christ Jesus. Amen? We have that victory despite all the other things that go on around us, that can never be taken from you. When we maintain that sense of joy, I think it, it brings us a sense of inner healing. Now, this refreshing sense of humor, it's never something that's distasteful. It's not ill-timed. It's not tactless. Um, don't think going telling dirty jokes is going to make, you, you know, make your heart just, yeah, you know, that's not what we're talking about. But it is true laughter really is the best medicine. Proverbs chapter 17 verse 22 says a joyful heart is good medicine. But a crushed spirit dries up the bones. <coughs> Excuse me. What a thought about that. A joyful heart is good medicine but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. When my, uh, my youngest son, he's not here, he didn't, hasn't been to church in a while, so I can make fun of him, so he, he knows that's the thing. If you don't come to church, you're fair game, I can bring you up. and you know. Anyways, he, uh, he had been dating this girl for quite a long time, and she broke up with him. Fellas, you know what it's like. You know, he ripped his heart out, stomped on it, and you know, the whole thing. And so he was pretty bummed out about that. Well, to make him feel better, we all went out to Texas Roadhouse. His brothers went with him, Dustin and Cody. And when we were there at the Roadhouse, they picked on him, they teased him, they told him jokes, they goofed around, and they began to have fun. And once they left the restaurant... Kalen felt so much better. He felt revived. He knew, you know what, life's going to go on. My brothers, they have my back. Life's going to go on to even more wonderful things. And later, I mean, he'll tell you, he said, I'm thankful I had the experience. Uh, He's moved on. He's thankful to be able to move on. And a lot of that is because he was able, through the help of his brothers, Maintain a joyful heart. It's good medicine. It's like uh, putting a band aid over the, over the wound to let it heal. And I love that. I love it. You know, I think that Jesus, as we see him in the Gospels, is somebody who had a very well rounded. Very magnetic personality. There's no doubt that people were attracted to him. They were fascinated by him. The book of Mark talks about how he carried children in his arms. I mean, what kid would you ever want to be around somebody who never laughs or isn't fun? You just go in the nursery here. You walk in there, hey, little buddy, come here. Or you could walk in and go, come here, boy. I mean, come on. Jesus was accused of being too joyful on occasion. He actually told his disciples, now is not the time for mourning. In other words, now is the time for joy. We're going to find that and experience that as we go through our mission. You know, the very fact that humans have a sense of humor, I think that indicates that God does too. We're built in his image, made in the image of God. I think that includes a sense of humor. Humor. Of wonderment. Think about some of the things God has created. Penguins. You ever seen a penguin up close? You, know, you know, they love it. You know, platypus. I mean, I don't know what a duck bills. It's a mammal, but it lays eggs. It's got all. I mean, every other joke you could think of. A giraffe. Long neck? I mean, what is that? You know, what do these things? You know, I don't know. I know they bring joy. I think God has this idea of humor. I think it was given to us as a result of understanding the, uh, the joy that comes from the security, the salvation that we have through Christ. You know, you can experience that joy yourself. Anytime. But the first step, one of the things that we talked about today in Sunday school, the idea of faith. In order to have faith, the first thing you have to do is believe that he is, that God really is real, that he does exist. And it's through that that we can find faith. Faith bringing about a life of forgiveness through Christ where we can tap into and experience all of the wonderful things that God has in store for the people that he loves. The Bible says that he who began a good work in you will, bring it, will be faithful to bring it to completion and to the day of Christ. As we make a step towards Christ, and God has a plan for you through Jesus. And he will work on that and to bring that to completion. It's almost like somebody going on a great trip. Uh, Every time I go on a trip, uh, uh, Karen, and the wise coming up from Florida. There were probably times, sounds like on the trip, you were a little worried about, are are we going to bring this thing to completion? You know, this car's breaking down and we're all, I mean, come on. When you, you ride, what, 15 hours, I'm guessing? I mean be the greatest person in the world you love. After 15 hours with them in a car, you're probably about ready to, you know, I want you to pull over. I'm getting out. And, you know, I'm out of here. I, I do think, though, that very much Jesus encouraged joyful laughter throughout the Beatitudes. In Matthew chapter 5 and in, in Luke chapter 6, Jesus often said, blessed are you who weep now, for you shall laugh it didn't say uh, blessed are you who weep now for eventually you'll get over it <coughs> that's not what it said eventually you'll learn to cope with it blessed are you who weep now for you shall laugh Jesus spoke of rejoicing in his parables You know, the, the lost sheep, the lost coin the lost son, all of these were found and the result of all of these was great rejoicing. Larry Dickerson kind of inadvertently taught me a, 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 a scripture. Every time we would get, somebody would get baptized up here, over the years, the last thirty years I've been here, Larry would always say something. He would always say, "What are the Larry? What are the angels doing over one sinner who repents? Rejoicing. They're rejoicing. That doesn't mean they're standing there approving. Yes, very good. There's rejoicing, like Sarah. There's laughter. There's cheering. There's that joy that can only come." from knowing the Father. They found the joy. I always loved that. Jesus had a serious mission to accomplish in the world. You know, but he, I believe he found the joy to make a life that's abundant and full. and He means that for you too. I know some of you are going through some really dark times right now. But it is still the will of the Father, that you have a life, an abundant and full life, that you will have victory through Jesus Christ our Lord, and that when the world laughs at you, you can take confidence and laugh back right at it, because you have the victory through Christ. You have the victory. Shall we pray? Heavenly Father, I thank you for this, the blessing that uh, you gave us laughter, that we as Christians don't always have to take everything so serious, that we can laugh at the face of pain, of suffering, that we can understand that it's through you we have victory. And Father, we thank you for that. Help us to learn to laugh at ourselves to laugh at each uh, of the things that can go on and, and, and can bring us trouble, Lord. Help us to step back and understand that we have the victory through you, that we're never down, we're never out, that you're always there. To bring us back, and Father, let us laugh with the joy that you've given to each of us. Help us to find the joy in our life, the joy that comes from knowing you, the joy that comes from being a part of a wonderful church like this. Father, thank you for these blessings. And as they say, help us to keep our chin up. Help us to remember to find that joy and laughter. Father, we love you today. In the name of Jesus, amen.